A year ago, Hurricane Maria ravaged the Caribbean. The vast majority of the death and destruction was found in Puerto Rico, but the island of Dominica was also hit. One Bloomberg reporter who spent time on the island as a child recently returned. She found the community's vibrant traditions survived the storm as the island rebuilds for the future. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me now is the reporter who made that journey back to the island, Bloomberg News Senior Editor Karen Toulon. Karen, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's been a year since Hurricane Maria struck the Caribbean. How devastating was that storm overall? The storm was pretty devastating to the region. Um, we all know that Puerto Rico was really, really badly hit, but so were smaller islands, specifically Dominica. Um, that's the island that my parents uh, are from. Um, it's not to be confused with uh, the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. This is an entirely different island that bounced between the French and the British was finally British uh, for most of its its existence um, and f- went independent uh, about 40 years ago. When it comes to the human toll on the island, what kind of effect did it see from the hur- hurricane? Well, Hurricane Maria was um, devastating to the to the certainly to the topography of Dominica, but also to the population. There were uh, 31 confirmed deaths, and I believe 34 people who were still missing. Mm. So that was that's the that was the t- the human toll to the population of around 71,000 people. And in the four months after the hurricane, about a quarter of the population left. Um, we don't have a clear count on the number who've since returned, but right after the hurricane, about a quarter of the population left simply because they had no place to live or for medical care, maybe to go off for education. And then now those folks, those, some of those, fo- those people are now returning. So let's talk more about Dominica, because mm-hmm. you said your parents are from there, but you also have, as a child, you have a lot, a deep connection there. Right. So my parents left Dominica in the 1950s, moved to England, where I was born, and then emigrated to America. But I spent my childhood in Dominica, so we used to go there for the summers. Um, and I have great memories of um, of just the summertime in Dominica, just, just really enjoying time with my extended family, with seemingly hundreds of cousins running around Mm. um, in what was basically a tropical rainforest that I didn't really fully appreciate how splendid it was until I had actually grown up. So it sounds like a beautiful place. How hard was it hit by Maria? So by Maria, um, really hot, badly hit, 167 mile per hour winds, a full hit by Category 5 um, storm that went on for hours. It was really the wind that did the island in, unlike other storms where it was the rain um, or the sea blast that came in. Lots of damage to all of the infrastructure, mm-hmm. roofs gone, water, lights, electricity, all sorts of power really, really devastated the island. And it's taken months and months and months for it to come back to some sense of normalcy. But normalcy has returned. There's still many, many people who are badly off. And that is, to be sure, very true. There are many, many people who are still not in their homes or their homes are damaged. But when I did go back, I was anxious, but um, I was somewhat heartened when I when when mm-hmm. we were landing that I I I didn't see the devastation that I, I guess I feared. So d- so what did you see then? Describe the, the sense in Dominica and what it looked like. Well, the the, the fun of Dominica is with just landing. So that, depending upon how, how much you um, believe in an afterlife, it's either a good thing <laughs> or a bad thing. So you kind of come in and you kind of hook around a little bit and you can't quite figure out where the landing strip is. You just see a lot of green. Um, it, is a, it is a tropical rainforest. With the island 
island was discovered by Christopher Columbus. Mm. Well, I say discovered because there were people who were living there, um, but he landed there um, in uh, in uh, 1493 on a Sunday, thus Dominica. And when apparently when he went back home and they said describe the island, he took a piece of paper, crumpled it up, and threw it down on the table and said, "That's Dominica because <laughs> it's so mountainous. There's no there are no sandy flat beaches. It's very 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 rugged. It's a very l- rugged island. So landing a plane is um, it's interesting. <laughs> so you kind of hook around. You kind of you kind of see that landing strip finally when you think that it's 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 going to be all over. But it's the most beautiful site. And I was surprised that, you know, that the trees were there. I mean, there were all these beautiful, lush trees and landed um, and then took the hour, hour and a half drive into town. And um, driving through some of the little villages, yes, still, you know, some of the the roofs still tarped over. But... um, you know, people in their homes. And I was, again, very encouraged to see that it wasn't that level of of people living in tents. Mm-hmm. I, I really w- wasn't certain what I was going to see. So it wasn't in the a sense of um, there's a long way to go. There was a lot of optimism there. There was rebuilding. The effort was there. The effort is there. People are rebuilding. And, and nature is certainly doing its part. Um, there were actually some tourists on, on the plane, some 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 tourists from other other places, not local tourists, but um, some, some uh, Americans who were coming in was interesting. Um, in your article, you describe your journey back as finding Dominico in five yards of cloth. What did you mean by that? What I meant was I went back and I, I really just did not know how I would feel going back to someplace if I would be heartbroken if it was just nostalgia, if I would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And what I found was that it was almost like having a memory, a childhood memory kind of reawakening. And that whole notion of just feeling like you belong to someplace and just belong to um, a group of people and that the sense of the individual doesn't matter as much as belonging to that collective, that group of people that everyone knows everyone. And it doesn't matter that I'm Karen as much as that I'm Val's youngest daughter. (laughs) And that Val was one of 12 people um, who were all brothers and sisters. And they recognize you. And they they literally recognize you by face. And (laughs) and And to get stopped and to be recognized as being part of a group of families that are all interrelated is, is kind of, it's kind of weird. And I, and that, I guess that happened when we were children. I just, I just didn't, it didn't quite resonate for some reason really resonated with me this time. And so with the dress, um, the dress just really just kind of just reminded me that, um, it isn't almost, it almost isn't my dress. Mm -hmm. It just kind of feels like a dress that I have right now, but I'm just, I, I kind of occupy the space. And the dress, uh, this type of dress is very special to this community, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a very traditional dress. Originally, it was a dress that, that uh, slave women wore on Sundays. It was a, it was a fancy dress. Um, and so it, um, it's a very traditional sort of lovely dress that, that now um, women uh, and even younger girls will wear during special celebrations. And so there's a big Creole day, um, a Creole month during the month of, of October. And so every Friday in October, 
uh, folk get dressed up. And then apparently the final uh, Friday in October, the entire island from babies mm-hmm. to old men and everyone in between, everyone is encouraged to dress up in Creole wear. So this dress is a symbolism of where these people came from, but now it's also somewhat of a symbolism for you of the rebuilding effort. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was really lovely to be able to go back to Dominica after the hurricane and still go back to the clothing, to the to the fabric shop that I remember had always been mm. there from when I was a child. Um, back when I was a child, we always had our clothes made. We never would go to a shop and buy clothes. There was always a seamstress who would make clothing for everyone. And you would go and pick out the fabric. And so I, I did that again. And that same store was there. Um, some of the same people were there. <laughs> Um, and I got to pick up my fabric and, and work with someone who, again, we knew as part of the family um, to have this dress made. And it was just a, it was just a really lovely experience and have this wonderful woman, uh, Claudette, who had been who had worked in a bank before in her prior life, um, explain n- not just the design of the dress, but what kind of what it meant and um, and then adapted to, you know, my life in New York. It was really kind of special. It sounds really special. And so these people whom you met to make these dresses and all the in these clothes and the other people you met along your way, they they all seem like they're doing well. They all seem like normalcy has returned. There's a fair amount of normalcy. There's still people, it's still a lot of waiting for roofs, still waiting for, as anywhere else. Um, it almost reminded me when our home was hit, I think, by Hugo. Um, was a, a storm that hit us here in in uh, the New Jersey area, um, where we had significant flooding, and we waited. It seemed like forever mm-hmm. to get some contractors to come in. There's still a lot of waiting. There still is rebuilding that has to go on. And with many of these islands, um, thinking about not just rebuilding for now, but rebuilding for the future. So how do you build mm-hmm. for for the next big storm? Because these big storms seem to keep on coming, right? So how do you build for the next big storm? How do you build green? or how do you build in a more uh, sustainable way? Um, Are there things that you will do differently this time? Um, Because you can. Um, And so those are the things that I know that that not only Dominica, but all the other islands are thinking about um, when when it comes to rebuilding after something like Maria. And who's helping Dominica recover? I I know that there are a host of of, companies of global agencies that are involved and other government agencies that are involved um, pitching in with ideas, pitching in with financial support. And of course the government itself is, is very engaged in thinking about you know, what kind of housing makes sense. You know, the, the, traditionally a lot of the housing had cement roofs, mm-hmm. which are very resistant to hurricanes. They're not very attractive, though. So just thinking about how to actually rebuild in a way that's going to be sustainable, that's going to be attractive, um, and, and really be also, of course, be affordable for the, for the local people, because at the end of the day, people have to live there. It is, a, it is an island that um, is enjoys having tourists, but it is an island where the local people need to be able to live and afford their own homes. And when will you return back to, um, to the The island? plan is for us to return hopefully out around um, Carnival. I've been there for Carnival, and that is a really wonderful time, but it it is a little hectic. So we're thinking about doing a family trip um, right after col- Carnival, so probably March, April. Bloomberg News Senior Editor Karen Toulon, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Make sure to follow Karen on Twitter. You can find her at Karen Toulon. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. 
I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.